holy shit. Here we go. First of all, let me just say that it has been one hell of a 48 fucking hours, okay? We've got the mic literally mauled by my assistant, the Chubbs, all right? Literally mauled. I don't even know if it's working right now. I tested it. It seemed fine, but we'll see what happens. I mean, the shit has hit the fan. I've got people legit fucking threatening me on social media saying, be careful what you say. Be careful what you say. First of all, number one, fuck off. Number two, if you have a problem, I want you to neatly make sure that every grammar is correct in your letter. I want you to package it up in your little letter that you type or handwrite into a nice little fucking envelope. I want you to address it to yourself and shove it up your ass. Okay? I don't care if you don't agree with what I say. I literally don't care. That's why it's my podcast. If I invited you on to my podcast, that invitation is rescinded. It is rescinded, motherfucker. All right? I, the, my biggest thing, all right, guys, my biggest thing is people that are either literally insane, but not in a good way. I love insane people that are in a good way. I love it. I thrive on it. Okay. I love hardworking people that are intelligent, that are driven. But if you are just a nuisance, legit nuisance to me, AKA a waste of my time. Like it's, you don't affect me. There's nothing you could say that's going to bother me, but I will say this. If you threaten me, then I will come legally after you. I don't play around. I will protect my family. So I need to make sure that that is disclosed. So with that said, I have Rogaine on my scalp that is fucking burning. (laughs) Don't ask me why. All right. I read somewhere, I am obsessed with my hair. I have long hair that's beautiful. My grandma taught me to take care of it since I was young. And I read that Rogaine, (laughs) extra strength, is an amazing add-on to the routine of my hair care. So it's on my head. It's slightly making me crazy right now. It's burning my scalp. (laughs) So here we go. I apologize sincerely to my listeners that, um, actually, can someone look? I don't even know if it's supposed to burn. That may be a really bad thing, and I may, mid-podcast, have to go rinse my scalp. I don't know. But nonetheless, I think this is the men's formula. So if I grow a dick by next episode, I don't even know. Anyway, I'm so sorry, guys, that this did not come out yesterday. Um... Like I said, Mike issues with the chubs. Um, and then word on the street that everything was kind of coming out with uh, the prosecution and their disgust with Fotis Dulos and, and what I'm going to be discussing. So I kind of wanted to wait because there's not too much developing that's major. That's major. So I said, you know what? I'm going to wait. I've got a lot going on uh, myself. And I really always want to give you a good podcast, something that you know, you're able to listen to on your way to work, um, having sex. I'm just kidding. Um, anything, whatever it may be. So I I didn't want it to be, you know, something that was just like, okay, hi, uh, ponytail came out and said something stupid today. Um, talk to you next week. You know, I didn't want it to be that. So, um, and with all the developments just in the news and in my own life, it has been a complete shit show and, that is what makes podcasting so wonderful because there's a lot to talk about. So with that said, and my scalp on fucking fire, um, and I will keep you guys posted on this because I am dying to know if this shit works. Okay. And first of all, (laughs) first of all, I have to go on with this. All right. For one second, this is not an ad. So I should, first of all, I'm going to stop even saying the name of the brand. This, (laughs) this formula that's supposed to help Men regrow their hair and help give you more hair. So I have great hair, but that's not the issue, okay? It's about creating even more hair follicles, and I am just a guinea pig to the thought of thinking that this is going to (laughs) 
just give me more hair? We're going to see where, because I don't know. I'm just, this is going to be interesting. Um, but in all seriousness, it's supposed to work. It's supposed to take a long period of time. So I will I will keep you guys posted because I'm sure many of you are interested in it. Please don't run out and do it right now. Please just listen to my podcast and I will be the guinea pig for it because I don't want anybody to get, you know, I don't know, hair on their, you know, eyeballs or something. So we'll see what happens. It may be like a nuclear bomb went off and I may grow another limb. I don't know. But uh, with that said, the whole situation with Fotis and Norm and all of this bullshit, first of all, Michelle went to the hospital. That was so strategic. It's unbelievable. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, great plan though. Great plan. All right. It's a great way. And it's showing that they're, you know, creating a strategy for her um, because they know that she is now in super hot water. And I've said this in my, my past podcast. So um, with that said, we've got Fotis now. We've got Norm. And Norm is pushing for a trial. He's completely changed his tone, and which I'm not surprised. I mean, I, someone said that, and I said to myself, he's changed his tone. Yeah, but that's all he does. All he does is create these little glimmers of of hope for his client like he's spreading like he's taking a handful of you know craft glitter and just going you know drizzling it into the air and creating some or hoping that he's creating some sort of doubt so that's what he's doing and now he's read the warrant now he sees that Fotis is up Shit's Creek without even one paddle nonetheless two and the guy is bleeding out money and he's realizing that he has to reassess his position in this entire case. So he's going, I got to be strategic. That's his job. I respect him on that. Now, with that said, I feel as though Norm's inability to stand in one position at this point is so, so detrimental and he can't take that back. You know, people have said, you know, don't say this, don't say that. I don't care about what you you think, by the way. I don't think that anything that I say is going to help Norm. And if it does, I mean, good luck. Because it's not. Because, and this is why. He has changed his story so many times that you're starting to see that even not just Fotis is a bullshitter. Not, not only is Fotis guilty, we all believe it, let's be honest here, allegedly, but Norm now is showing that he can't even hold one theory down about his client. Not one! Everything is changing like the wind. First it was, we're ready for trial. Now it's, uh, like, we've, we've got an answer for this, but we kind of, we, 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 we really thought we had Michelle as a, you know, uh, strategy number one, but now we lost her, but now we have Kent. I thought we had Kent, but now he's f- totally fucked. And it's getting to a point now where Norm is like showing his, not even, he's showing his true colors, showing that he's scared, showing that his his strategy from day one is no longer available to him. He's showing that his client lied to him, allegedly. <laughs> That's my theory, all right? I mean, it's obvious. It's obvious. So many people think that um, Fotis was honest with him from day one. A lot of people believe that. I've heard that from numerous people. However, I do not personally believe that at all. I don't. I think a lot of these people that are sociopaths or psychopaths, they go in and they're like, here's the money or I'm promising you money. And this is, this is the story I'm going to tell you. And, and in that context, I feel bad for some, I mean, criminal defense lawyers, because I feel like it takes a very long time for them to get to the truth. And they put so much time in where it's like, get to the fucking truth, buddy, because eventually down the line, you're going to leave me with no choice to tell you that we got to plead out because you didn't tell me everything. And now like we're pushed up against the wall. You're now making my credibility look bad. And now this is where we're at. So I feel like 
norm is in that place. I really, I sense it, I see it. You could see the bags under his eyes when he had to go in and speak for Fotis for this, you know, um, murder arrest. I mean, he, he was reading that warrant like I was for the past 24 hours that night. I mean, I didn't sleep for 24 hours. It was, I was a zombie. So I know he was as well. And he's losing his chips. He's losing his chips in the game. He doesn't have much and the state has a lot and they know that and they have more than we even know. Um, and aside from that, Norm is pushing for a trial because he wants zero accelerated, added on evidence to come out. And think about it. You put yourself in Fotis's shoes. It can't get much worse than this at this point unless they literally uncover Jennifer's body, which who knows, maybe they have something. All right. And unless they pull that out, I mean, it really can't get much worse than that at this point. So he really has to dig deep. No pun intended to you, Kent. I'm sorry. Um, he doesn't have to dig deep, not six feet, not two, not three. And he doesn't have to, because he's like, you know what? This is where we're at, pal. And you're not helping me. And that's what I believe. If I was a criminal defense lawyer, this is where I would be. I mean, from day one, if you came into my office, I'd be like, listen, if you don't shoot it straight with me right now, I don't give a shit. If you slaughtered somebody, I need to know. And I need to know everything. Because if you don't tell me now, you're fucked down the line. So I really believe that Fotis was not honest from day one with his lawyer. And that has to do with just his ego, his, his, his cockiness, his cockiness to this day about wherever he thinks or believes that Jennifer's body is, allegedly. I believe he 100% knows, for those that still believe that Fotis is innocent and was just a wonderful, soon-to-be ex-husband living it up, about to go bankrupt, um aside from his extremely wealthy, soon-to-be ex-wife. I mean, if you guys still believe that, I respect you. Not. So, with all of that said, guys, I, I Norm is desperate. And I don't blame him. I don't. If I was in his shoes, I would be too. I would literally be at Fotis' house, pulling his ass by his ankle bracelet, and, like, dangling him over his head, or... You know what I mean? Grabbing the ankle bracelet. <laughs> Whatever. Norm's not that strong. Even though I saw a picture of him holding his dog, Athena, over his head like a child, which kind of made me uncomfortable. But needless to say, Norm at this point is, should be, and I'm assuming is, like, cut the bullshit, buddy. And no more steak dinners at your house and to show me how huge your house is and how many freaking bedrooms because we all know that Gloria is paying for it, a.k.a. Jen's mother, which apparently has stopped. I really, I want to see this guy freaking thrown on his ass. It needs to happen. It's really, it's, it's ridiculous. But it's not because he's been moving money, like I said in my last podcast, for probably years. But what's been documented by the police so far is that it's been about a year. So I am very interested to see the trial because I do believe that Norm is nervous that they are going to follow the money. They're going to follow the money so much that any jury, whether they come from Alaska or wherever the hell they come from, they're going to go, wait a minute. Why was he funneling money through his company that had Jennifer's name on it technically telling Jen that he paid employees so that she so she should pay him because he paid money through his company and she has to pay him back and it was this funnel effect of just bullshit where he could then move money into his own little account because he was planning allegedly to kill her and then have the funds to either flee allegedly or or for his legal defense because he knew allegedly that they were going to look at him first like he said what did he say he had the percentage down 
He, you know, I find that so interesting. He had the percentage down. He was like 90, 90 95%, and I'm, I'm the 5 to 10%. I'm the 5 to 10%. It's like, man, you've really done your research on this. I mean, if you put the energy that you're putting into making sure that you are not looking guilty into actually looking for Jennifer, you might have found her by now, pal. But my theory is, is that he knows where she is. My theory is, allegedly, (laughs) he chopped her up, like I said, and either dispersed her on his way back to 80 Spring. And I'm not going to get too involved in this because I've said it in my past podcast. So if you want to get more information on that, listen to the past one. I believe that 100%. Or there's another big theory of mine that he met somebody either on a rest stop, a quick rest stop. I know the merit very well. The The way that they are, it's on and off so quickly. The way that the bed of the Tacoma was, it's got those back little doors. Another vehicle could, you know, go right next to him. You can move bags, which look like nothing. If he chopped her up right into another vehicle, like you're just... They wouldn't even see it, to be honest, if you move the doors the right way. It's like a wall. So there's that theory. And then there's also, you know, there's like 20 minutes that I've uncovered that's kind of like, what was he doing in that 20 minutes? Because I know the commute so, so well. And, you know, you could get off of a back road. I don't really, I don't really think that he did that because, again, I'm pretty sure in this day and age that somebody would have more video footage like I do, of everything in my home and outside for those who are threatening me, (laughs) P.S. I dare you to come to my house. And, you know, you have all of this surveillance around homes now, you know, in this day and age that there would be something that would come up at this point because the community has formed in such a beautiful way where we are like, we're going to nail this guy because we believe that he did it, that people would be looking back at their cameras and they'd go, holy shit, he drove by my house on this and this day. And the way that the merit is, I mean, you're going to have to, I mean, it's not a definite, you know, really nothing is until literally someone confesses, which that's not even true. I mean, there's really no definite in anything, but unless they find her body and then it's like, all right, and the weapon and all that. But I shouldn't say that. I take that back. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, there is a lot of definites. There's DNA. There's there's so much evidence that it's unbelievable. What, but what I'm trying to say is that people would have more visual data on him getting off of the merit. And a lot of people have said this to me. You know, what if that was the case? What if he got off the merit? You know, everybody's saying he was on the merit. Well, I honestly think the best thing for him to do in his criminal, murderous mind would be to stay on that freaking merit, do his normal route, and then do what he had to do in an area in which he knew there was no surveillance, a.k.a. 80 Spring. Or what he did on the way to 80 Spring was, like I said, do a very, very quick stop in an area where he knew he could move trash bags, aka parts of her body, into somebody else's vehicle. I'm not pointing any fingers, but he has a lot of international friends in the U.S. <clears throat> and, you know, there's just, to me, that's what I would think would happen. If you're driving too much through the community, we get to see what happens with that. We get to see the effect of that. Look how many people in New Canaan came forward people in Farmington that we know about that the police actually released that what was it over a thousand videos they said and I know that there's probably more okay that these are these people that are just going back in their video like if it was me and if I was living in that exact town I would be at the police station with my 50 cameras and I'd be like here you go here's the data here's the data you guys you guys can look at whatever you want because this is unbelievable this poor woman's missing you know, I, 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 weird shit was going on in the, you know, driving back and forth. It's not the normal routine. Or even if I didn't know that I would still give that to the police. So again, I do believe that with all of the, the news and everything, I think that people would have at this point given, which again, I will say this, we don't know, maybe they're, maybe the police, maybe Colangelo, the prosecutor, 
he's got stuff. I hope he does. And the more silent he is, the more silent he is, the better. When you are extremely vocal, like AK Norm, AK Patty Cakes, you're really showing that you're nervous. You're just creating doubt. And I understand that's his job, but he now, I could feel it when I, when I listened to his, his comments, the latest comment about, so Coangelo, the prosecutor, I heard this very early in the morning, all right, today. And this is why I kind of waited. I wanted to make sure my, my microphone, um, yada yada, was working and all of that. But I, I waited because I wanted to discuss this and discuss it properly in my own opinion. I feel as though Coangelo is, is not only doing a great job of calling out Fotis and Norm and the fact that Fotis is on house arrest, guys. We all know this is bullshit. And I mean, again, I have to preface it with this. That my opinion, it's ridiculous. He's now has a murder charge. That should just be off the table. There should be no bond. That is my opinion. Because he has so many charges leading up to this murder charge that it's gotten to a point now where it's like, you're involved in some way. So you're now a danger to society, in my opinion, okay? I would not allow this man out in the community. I know a lot of people agree with me. I know some people disagree. But with that said, okay, if you are granted house arrest at this level in the game, you better believe and bet your ass that you better abide by every freaking rule in the book. And he's not. And Coangelo decided to call him out, which is his job. And I really hope that Coangelo pushes this fact because at this point in the game I'd say to the judge and I understand you can't go crazy in front of the judge that's why I'm not a lawyer or a prosecutor because I'd go crazy and I'd be held in contempt every single goddamn day but I'd still hand out business cards down there in the bullpen needless to say Coangelo needs to freaking hammer this because he needs to say judge I mean the guy is breaking rules left and right he's you know he's got conspiracy not conspiracy excuse me that's Ken if he if the, apparently he's in Cheshire now, uh, correctional, which that's that's I'll get into that later. Fotis is on house arrest. If you can't follow the rules to that, what does that say about you? What does that say about you? Just that alone. The guy thinks he's superior. He thinks that rules don't apply to him. People like that, people with that personality, guess what they are? Guess what psychologist name them as psychopaths and sociopaths narcissistic crazy motherfuckers okay and that's Fotis and his his wonderful lawyer's response to this who apparently has his back has an alibi believes till his dying day that his client is, is innocent right his response is this is nonsense that Fotis apparently got out of his car or whatever. This is what Norm's saying. I don't believe that. I'm very much interested in seeing how much Coangelo... I say Coangelo because I think of, like, blood coangulating, coangulating, whatever. Needless to say, Sino, I should call him that. The prosecutor is pissed, which he should be. And, and at this point, it's not just that... The prosecutor should be pissed. The judge needs to start putting his foot down. That is my opinion. I'm sticking to it like I do across the board. And I, I, I cannot handle any more slaps on the goddamn wrist for this guy. This guy, again, didn't shoplift because he was hungry, because he lost his job, and he wanted to feed his family. This guy is in for murder or as many would like to correct me charged charged in for bonded out on murder charges people this is crazy and if he can't abide by the house arrest rules i don't care if he sneezes the wrong way he should be thrown in jail no bond and that's it and i would look at him if i was the judge and i'd say you can cry me a fucking river you can have all of the money in the world but if you can't respect me and what I granted you in in the situation that you 
allegedly caused for yourself. I'll take that back because a judge can't really say that because he's not charged. But if you can't follow the rules in which I put upon you due to the charges that you were charged on, these are now the consequences, not only for FOTUS, but for society to see, for people to see that if you don't follow the rules, this is what happens. If you don't get a sweetheart deal of house arrest, all right, or if you do and you decide to, like I said, throw a tissue out the window or, I don't know, maybe stop at the wrong McDonald's that is out of the radius, you need to go back because those little things, those little things start to add up. Those little things add up to him fleeing, which I can't believe at this point. Yeah, okay, people are like, oh, Leash, 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 calm down. He's, they got his, his passport. You think he doesn't have more? You don't think he doesn't have more? Like, are you freaking kidding me? There's ways to flee. So these things are starting to aggravate me personally. I'm sure many of you guys will agree or disagree or whatever. You're entitled to that. And for those, again, that think he's innocent, God bless you. <laughs> And I don't mean in the way after you sneeze. You know, you have to start thinking of the phrase that I've said before, where there's smoke, there's fire. You know, and yes, there are people that are innocent in most cases, but you have to look at not what what, what Fotis said in his, his, his ridiculous interview with this woman in his kitchen where he said, you have to look at the person that was most gravely affected, and I'm not quoting, but it's along the lines of who was most affected. And the lady's like, who? Which I love that she said that, the reporter. And he's like, me. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me, bro. You just outed yourself more than anything else. Worse than you dumping the garbage was the fact that you just said that right now. Because what that says to everybody is how selfish, self-centered, and narcissistic you are, you motherfucker. I mean, your wife is, quote-unquote, missing. What you just said shows that you know she ain't coming back. Allegedly. My opinion, solely. And your focus is how you are being portrayed. Yes, I will side note this and say, if I was innocent... I would probably say something along the lines of that, but I'd also not be in his position, I think. I mean, at this point. I mean, I wouldn't be um, involved in anything regarding her blood mixed with mine, mixed with my significant other, in a very low-income area, placing bags in a, a, not just a low-income area, a low-income area where there's high crime. So, I mean, to me, that just makes me sick. And, and, and it just shows that he's a pompous fuck. You know, doing that is just, ugh. Thinking and plotting and, and saying, if we put it here where there's so much crime that, you know, there's no way that they will find anything on me. There's just no way. So, I mean, there's just so many things. And at this point in the game, we need to get a, a jury that is smart that has the ability to see <laughs> I don't want to say things see things like me but truly see things as they are as as a person that can not judge from just looking at somebody but looking at every aspect and that's I know I don't say this a lot I don't speak about this a lot but I'm going to take a break. I have to go to the bathroom. Chubbs is jumping on my bed. And right when I come back, I'm going to get into what I think a jury needs to be made up of to get the proper verdict. And, I, and I'm not saying the verdict that I want, but any correct verdict. So be right back. So jury selection, what type of jury will we need? We are going to need, or excuse me, as my, one of my idols who I simply completely adore is Nancy Grace. I love that woman. She loves to say jurors, which I love. I love her in so many ways. Someone actually gave me the best compliment 
um, when I started my podcast and they were like, my, my sass and my ferociousness reminds them so much of Nancy Grace. So I love you, whoever said that. And, um, I'm nowhere near where she's at because <laughs> I'm fucking crazy. Um, <laughs> aside from that, I mean, I, I, I really, I do respect her and I, I take that as such a compliment and I, I know that she would be proud of the fact that I don't give a shit and I just say what I feel. Another thing I love about her, um, is the fact that why she got into her work, uh, it, it directly affected her and that's why I got into podcasting. There's so many things that in my life that has happened that, you know, I remember my father saying to me always, many of you know, my father was extremely an important part of my life. Hold on. I need, I need a sip. And there's so many things and, and theories and views on life that he has bestowed upon me that I'm like, we get one life. Why would I ever not want to put that out into the universe, not only to my family, but to other people that maybe did not have a father like that and nothing. And again, I'm not going to get too sidetracked with this, but I want people to hear this. Nothing stopped me more than when I was in college, a roommate, a roommate of mine, uh, she was kind of, you know, living on and off campus. I didn't really talk to her much and we never really became friends, but I was living in a townhouse with like six girls and I'll never forget. It was like it was like five blondes, Barbie doll girls, literally. Like we, we all were just like Barbies. And then looking wise, I mean, coloring like blonde, blue, a couple of them were like straight up actual Barbies. Like they really were made without a brain. <laughs> just kidding. Not, and, um, not including me. And, um, then there was this one girl who I am friends with now to this day, who I will not name, who did not look like us. And everybody, you know, everybody but me picked on her. And I'm not just saying that. Like, everybody did. They would eat her food, all of this. And I really took her under my wing. Again, this is not to build me up, I swear to God. And she became a lawyer. And and she is a lawyer. And I, I absolutely adore her. I think she's an amazing person. But she was really bullied a lot. And I really had to put a lot of these Barbie girls in their place Needless to say, one of these Barbie girls who really was a bully when my father died randomly came into my room and said, because I wasn't getting out of my bed, I was extremely depressed, I couldn't even go to class, and she came into my room and she gave me the first ever stuffed animal that her father gave her and said, I still sleep with this now. We're talking, what, what age are we? We're like sophomores in college I mean you gotta be kidding me I, I was blown away like this is a girl who put on such a front and at that point it really didn't affect I, I felt it I felt the impact of, of of love and and all of that but what she said after that it was like a slap in the face of like you gotta get up leash you gotta you gotta make something of your life you gotta keep going no matter the whatever life throws at you, you got to go through it. Give yourself some time to feel the pain because if you don't, it will come back and it will haunt you in other ways. And that's, that's a whole other thing I want to get into. But she said to me this, she said, I'm giving you this stuffed animal. That means the absolute world to me. And my dad is still alive, but I, I envied the relationship you had with your father because my dad's still alive and we don't have that type of relationship to this day. So I want you to have this to comfort you. And I was blown away. I truly was. So that always stayed with me. I don't know where the freaking stuffed animal is though. (laughs) I think I lost it. She and I got in a fight once and maybe I burned it. I don't know. But, um, (laughs) I swear to God. So needless to say, the, the point of the story is not the stuffed animal and the fact that she and I got in a fight over who had too much hair in the goddamn shower, but it was that, (laughs) 
I'm sorry. I'm still, I'm still reminiscing on the fact that I think I threw a broom at her or something because she told me I needed to clean something and I was like, screw you. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, that, can you imagine a townhouse of six girls? Like it was insanity. And then I was such a tough chick that my roommate moved out. Side note, guys, again, leash stories 101. And you got to think there's only like three bedrooms and like everyone was like doubling up, tripling up. And everyone just anticipated that I was going to just like invite someone in my room. And I was like, hell no, I'm going to make that corner like my makeup area, my like get ready room, you know, make it a closet, build it, you know, out, (laughs) you know, this is in college. This is what I'm doing. I mean, so everyone hated me. I didn't give a shit. So that's kind of how I, I, I became who I am today. <laughs> that's like literally me saying like, that's how I became the psychopath I am today. No, but it's, it shows my personality that when I'm focused on something, I just go after it. And, but again, I also appreciate, and this is kind of how I know that I'm not a psychopath <laughs> completely is because I have such empathy for people. So with that said, and empathy for those who show me care, concern, love, and I appreciate it more than any materialistic thing in the world. I mean, we, we all love material things, but to have somebody give you something that is so prized to them, you know, that that stayed with me. That really stayed, because I'm thinking like, oh my God, like I, I probably would, ne- I would never do that. Like anything that was my father's, I mean, there's a hat that I have of my dad's I still to this day have. And if someone ever took it, they would be, I can't even say. So, you know, it's, it's really interesting how when you look back in your life and when you, when you go through these, these discussions with people about, you know, situations like Jennifer Dulos and, and whatnot, it brings out so many I don't want to say triggers, but triggers in your life that are either good or bad or whatever it may be. And I think the best thing that in a positive way is to look at your life and say, how do I not end up in this situation? How do I appreciate my life every day? And that's what I try to do with this. I mean, it's, it's really unbelievable. And I think that when it comes to the jury, there has to be a jury of people that have the capability like that girl that I wasn't even friends with, not friends with now because she pissed me off about the freaking hair in the shower. (laughs) And I really, now I'm going to be looking for this goddamn stuffed animal because I really think that I, I lost it somewhere or I don't think I burned it, but it's, it's gone. But someone like that, that has the capability of saying, you know what, no matter how I feel about, let's say leash me, I could hate her. I could be envious of her. I could just not like her. You know, forget about jealousy. I could just, whatever it may be, stop that feeling and go, I got to look at this from a perspective in all ways. If I was in this position, if I was Jennifer or if I was Fotis, both positions, you have to look that way into this. And if you can't, then you really can't be on the jury. There, there can't be people that are affected in a way um, where they would be steered one way or the another, uh, another too drastically. For instance, I, I do believe that there should be moms there. There should be dads that went through divorce. There needs to be a mix of it all. Um, and not dads that went through, I mean, divorces that were extremely tumultuous, but men that maybe had financially hard times or whatever. These are my opinions. This is what I, and and of course, without even saying, they cannot know about too much of this case or at all because then they're just disqualified. So, and it also can't be people that are from freaking Greece across the board. It can't be a full jury of people from Greece because every person, you know, has different culture beliefs, you know, they have different viewpoints on what a man should be in a marriage and what a woman should be. And that again, I will refer to Jen's blog. And I honestly, guys, I wish I may have somewhere the screenshots of it. I got to look, I'm not positive. It was during the summer and I was really building up for my podcast and everything. And I, I was reading, I'll never forget. I was reading. It was a gorgeous day. And I'm reading and reading, and I was just intrigued by, number one, how, I mean, amazing 
she wrote and I thought to myself like she here she is she really put a, her her career not I wouldn't say on the back burner but she really put her family first so that was the first thing that I noticed and I'm like you know moms in a jury will understand that you know they will know that no matter what your passion is in life career wise when you become a mother I mean it's just inherent like you you put your kids first and it may drive you nuts for some women it may create this fury in you where you're like I, I need this balance and you're always craving the balance okay and and you need help to do that and some women do it beautifully some women really wanted kids and they <clears throat> excuse me know how to how to balance everything perfectly others struggle with it and that's okay and I think that in the jury there needs to be that that mix in there of of moms of dads of people that have gone through divorce people that are single people that have gone through abusive relationships I really think it needs to be a mix um, because all of those people combined will be able to sit around a table, take all of the evidence, and find the correct and true story. Not verdict. I don't like to say verdict. And I'm going to tell you why. Because who gives a shit that the state tells you that you're not guilty if the truth means that you really are deep down? Look at people that got off, as they say, OJ, Casey Anthony, the, the guy the nameless that I don't even like to say his name, the one that shot, 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 what even, what even, that's not even an accent, shot Trayvon, that guy went out, he got, he got off, okay, he, he was not guilty, and then started beating up women left and right, so in my mind, yes, number one, we gotta get it right, and we gotta, we really gotta get him locked up, for the fact that if we don't, he will act out again. But also, number two, there's this whole idea of no matter what, and I've said this in many podcasts, I've said it in, in my discussions on Instagram, I've said it to people that participate on my lives, which I will be doing another one tomorrow for those that are interested. Um, <clears throat> and that one will be on Instagram, so you have to jump on Instagram and follow me at LeashCast. I've done the past two on Facebook, which my Instagram followers are getting a little jealous. And um, <laughs> I'm kidding. It's just I want you guys to jump on there, and, and I want to kind of do one one a week on Facebook um, in the beginning of the week, and one on um, on Instagram, and then I'll I'll announce that in the episode so you'll know where to to uh, tune in. But needless to say. <clears throat> within the jury and their decision, it means so much for so many people. It means a lot for society that this person's going to go back out into society and can either harm somebody else again, or you have to think, Casey Anthony, look, look at the shit show that she has created for herself. I mean, this woman, she got off, but look, look at her life. Look at OJ even. OJ's so delusional that he's living in Florida and he was like, he was rearrested. He was rearrested in Vegas because he got into an altercation about his memorabilia and his thought process, which shows exactly how irrational he is and has zero, a zero front lobe of his brain that he pulls a gun on a guy over a disagreement on memorabilia, like a normal person, a normal person would not react that way. If you have self-control, you don't react that way. So the first thing I thought, and you have to understand, when I grew up, I grew up not really understanding the OJ trial. I remember my father and my mother talking about it, you know, over the while she was making dinner or while we were sitting down for dinner. But it it was it was something I didn't really know too too, too much about that I had to really dissect and learn about later on in life and I watched the amazing um, performance that was um, on FX about OJ and that was incredible it won so many awards and it's a great way for people to understand 
jury selection and uh, having a jury that's sequestered and, and the pressure that that puts on a jury and how the cultural climate affects the jury and so much does and having the proper judge and proper prosecutor have everything be perfect or you can allow someone who committed a murder to go free to then eventually commit more crimes which OJ did and he was committed I think he got like 30 years for for the the armed robbery stuff you know it's like this is serious and and, and Yes, he didn't hurt anybody in that in that crime or physically, but mentally he did. You know, and, and just just think about all the people that that guy hurt that we don't even know about that didn't report it. This guy's he's he's crazy. He's nuts. I mean, I believe he killed Nicole. I think many of us agree on that. Look at all the people. Is my point that got off for any sort of murder charge? look what their life became no one ever turned out truly to be a shining star after that and uh partially i believe that that is karma and the and the other side of that is that no matter what no matter what the truth always comes out whether it's you have no career people just will harass you you it's just there's no possible way to get out of the fact that everybody in society knows what happened it will follow you to your dying day so for those that are very worried know this in regards to fotis no matter what happens number one no matter what jury he gets number one i pray i pray i not literally i i just hope is really what I should say in this day and age. People get offended by that. But I don't give a shit. Um, I really pray and hope that we get a good jury. That really, they just knock it down really quick. And they're like, he's guilty and see it. And I, I do believe that that's what's going to happen. Um, because again, with the news of Norm's response to Colangelo. And, and saying, you know, this is nonsense. Let's just get this ball rolling and blah, blah, blah. And that's me paraphrasing. Um, that just shows that he he doesn't want any more evidence to come out. He wants a quick and speedy trial so that his his hands are, number one, and this is something I have not said, that he has no need to have to deal with this anymore because his client now is looking worse and worse, which in turn is making Norm look worse and worse. All right? Like I said, Norm is in this for himself. He is not in this, not even for the money. Honest to God, he is not even in this for the money. He's in this for the notoriety. But once the notoriety becomes so negative, what do people do that care about marketing, care about notoriety? They start to want to be distancing themselves. All right? So I think Norm is starting to understand that. I think he's starting to see things a lot clearer than he knew in the beginning. And you could, I mean, I could just read it all over his face. I read people very well. It's just, I think it goes hand in hand with the fact that I'll never remember your name. I'm terrible with names, but I will never, ever, ever, ever forget a person's face. There's been times where I've dated people and I'm like, oh my God, it's that guy from, or that woman from so-and-so. And I'm, I'm never wrong ever in that with a face name. Forget it. I don't know. Your name could be like Huckleberry Finn and I'll never remember it. Um, so, like I was saying, Norm is up Schitt's Creek with literally a toothpick of a paddle in high tide during a nor'easter. <laughs> okay, he's screwed. And not only that, but his client can't even stay in line. And now his only response to his client not following the rules of a sweetheart deal of house arrest is, this is nonsense. So, I mean, the state, if they know anything, which I'm sure they know a lot more than, like I said, their warrant was was very impressive, they are going to just harp on him and wait and wait for the screw-ups and just, and, I, and again, like I said about the OJ thing, and if you guys haven't watched that on FX, go and watch that story I mean it's unbelievable and it really shows the ins and the outs of the whole process and how everybody is an integral part in putting somebody away 
And that's what it's going to have to take. And I really want the state to understand that and push. And I hope this judge stops with his freaking slaps on the wrist for Mr. Freaking Greek. And no offense to the Greek people. I have Greek friends. Okay. I really do. I mean, it's just enough is enough. It's just come on. I understand strategy at this point. I actually respect Michelle Traconis for her strategy. I mean, it, it's obvious. And if I was on the jury, and I have no problem saying this, I'd be like, man, this girl was trying from day one. She had to go to, she, she went to prison for a day and she had to go to the hospital. Like, unless someone ripped, ripped your trachea out and that could be proven, like, what the hell did you have to go to the hospital for? You know what I mean? Like, come on. And clearly you didn't go to the hospital when you were involved with throwing out trash that you now say, you know, to the cops was involved in something, you know, again, I'm paraphrasing. So you can't say it was stress, Michelle, which we all know you're going to say that you're all, you're going to come out and say, I went to the hospital because, you know, I couldn't stand it. It was so bad. I, I don't know how she turned into a gay man, but that's my voice for someone that's a sissy. And you know, I couldn't handle it. It was too stressful in Niantic. Everyone was gone. It wasn't summer season. I couldn't put on a bathing suit and lay out in the courtyard. Like, you got to give me a freaking break, lady. So that's what she's trying. It's not going to work. So to Bowman, Mr. Super Silent has a perfectly trimmed goatee, which I respect. Very well maintained. A little long in the front on the top upper lip but that's just my opinion. I get it. I see where he's going. He's being tactful. Norm is not being that way. And I expected more from Norm. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what uncovers in the next coming weeks, but it's going to get interesting, people. It's going to get interesting because I want to see what this judge does. Do I believe the judge is going to go nuts? He should at this point, but I also know Connecticut. And the fact that this guy was able to bond out, I don't know. But also, you have to also understand, these judges, these prosecutors, these these attorneys, they have pressure within themselves. And they also need to make sure that they do things by the book, because if not, then on appeal, these guys that commit murder, allegedly, can get off on that. So, you know, you... A lot of people are very opinionated, and I respect it. I am. It's freedom of speech, baby. That's that's the world we live in, right? Well, in the justice system, you have to do things a certain way so that there's no chance of them later on saying the system treated us poorly, even though they'll try. They'll, they always try. They always try to appeal. But if you have your ducks in order and you give them so many chances to do right, then that's when they can flip you the bird later on and go, you know what? We gave you opportunity after opportunity. We were good to you when we didn't have to. It's literally like a kid. When you think about it, like you're training your, your toddler, you know, it's like you're in timeout because you're in timeout indefinitely for life from for 25 to fucking life. All right. Because we gave you freaking house arrest and a jury found you guilty. So shut up, put on your suit, and get ready for Taco Tuesday. And meet your new cellmate, Bubba, number one. So, I mean, that that's why. And I know it's frustrating for us outside of this, and, and we're like, how the hell? Like, that's why nobody can say anything in the courtroom. That's why, you know, there's just a high regard for respect. And um, just, <laughs> I say that very loosely, but there's a high level of doing things a certain way and by law so that later on Fotis and his team can't really get him released after, you know, I, I truly believe that. And, and also the whole idea of, I mean, they're waiting, they're waiting, they're waiting for Michelle. They're waiting for, again, I can't believe, and maybe we don't know this yet, but I find it interesting that Kent was moved to Cheshire. Now, my father was the commandant for the Department of Corrections in Cheshire. So, I don't even know if I can say this yet, but he was moved to Cheshire, and 
back in the day, that's where they had, they had like a juvenile area there. And right now I'm interested to know why they moved him there. And I'm hoping I'll be able next episode to kind of get into more of why. (coughs) Um, But needless to say, for him to be moved to Cheshire is very interesting. Usually if you're in a high bond, you'd be moved up into Suffield. Um, and McDougal Walker. Now he wasn't moved there. So it's very interesting. Like I suspected, and I still suspect this to this second, he's going to sing, meaning he's going to roll on Michelle. He's going to roll on Fotis. He's going to roll on the whole plan. He's literally going to sit down. And this is a, a, a fictitious theory of what I think. It's not fictitious. It's just, I have to say that because God knows. (laughs) I'll just leave it at that. But my theory is, if he rolls, it's going to be, you know, we were all at McDonald's one day. No, 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 it wouldn't be that. Where would they go? We were all at, it would have to be somewhere really nice. And anyone in Connecticut would only get this, so it would be like we were all coming back from the city one day, and we, we stopped at Lascal in Greenwich. Again, I keep throwing out names of places that should be throwing me money for sponsorships. But anyway, we were all at whatever, some nice place. And we, and that's what it's going to be. And I, I really believe that. I think that it's either going to be Michelle, totally shocked that she hasn't yet. I'm totally shocked that her mom hasn't literally been at her bedside saying, what the hell are you doing? Start talking. And there's only two things that I think of why she's not or why we don't know about it yet. She may have, but she's now getting police escorted, which makes me believe that she has, because the, you know, if she's, if she's a big witness for the state, they want to protect her ass and they will. And it could have been a move by the state to get her into the hospital too, because everybody, you know, Fotis was getting released and they knew that and they need to protect her. They will do that. You have to think that, you know, it's, There's so many ways around these things and the state, if they're smart, will do everything that they need to do to protect a state's witness that knows the full story of what happened here, especially if it has to do with FOTUS. So I'm happy I I forgot to mention that. And that's another key thing that could have happened. So uh, it's especially because she's getting escorted around now and it's like, her bond was lowered. Nobody else's was like these little things. You just, you just start putting it together. And, and I think it's going way far past the fact that her lawyers got, got strings that he can pull in the court, which, which he does. I mean, this guy Bowman is well known. So in, in Stanford and all of that, and he's, he's a great lawyer in that regard. He's the lawyer you want to have, but needless to say, I'm just surprised that it took her this long. Now that can mean a lot of things. That can mean that whatever she says or she has to give up is extremely compelling, extremely damaging to Fotis or Kent or both. And that she was literally sitting on that as her lifeline to get out of doing life. So that is where I'm at right now this week. I'm starting to sound like Norm. Like, my theories are changing. I'm just kidding. None of my theories have changed. Not even close as as much as Norm's has. I mean, I'm waiting for his next line to be, this is nonsense. I was at McDonald's in Weathersfield, which I don't even know if freaking there's a McDonald's in Weathersfield. I was with freaking Fotis at a Greek diner on such and such date, and we got pancakes, and we got milkshakes, and we got spinach capata. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, that's what's going to happen. It's scary. It's really scary. So until next time, guys, stay awake if you're driving. Stop at Dunkin' Donuts. Don't listen to my background music because it will put you to bed and you'll hit a guardrail. And I'm not liable for that. And if not, have a cocktail. Enjoy your night. If not, have some tea. Relax. Relax hug your loved ones, stay away from negativity, push forward, work hard. And, um, until next time, like I said, 
and thank Chubbs for my mic if there's any problems with this episode because he's a pain in my ass and there's literally a chip falling out of it right now so I promise the next podcast will definitely be with an upgraded mic so please listen to this so I can afford it (laughs) love you guys until next time have a great day if you're on your way to work if you're on your way to sleep dream sweet dreams and know that tomorrow will be a better day next live guys by the way will be more interactive so the more people that are actually on the live watching me commenting me i don't know why i'm so hyped up right now i really don't know maybe because i'm starving but the more people that are on that are interactive with me liking and sharing subscribing liking everywhere facebook instagram i'm going to invite you on to the live so you and i can talk we can communicate We can do sign language. We can, I don't know, fake make out. I don't know. But whatever, we could talk about the case. We could talk about an upcoming case, whatever you want. Um, But it's going to be way more interactive. So like I said, subscribe, follow, so you know when and where I'll be like a stalker. Bye, guys.